Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and as always, thank you so much for listening. So today I want to talk about some boundaries that you can create with your homeschool kids to help create a little bit more of a healthy situation during the day because it gets to be a little confusing with having your schooling at home. It can be a blessing, but it can also be something that comes with its challenges. So this being our second year of homeschooling and the kids are getting a little older, um, I have a few more kids that I have to be doing learning with and sort of being very intentional on what I want to be creating as their space for learning. Um, I took some more time to think about boundaries and how I can help create the boundaries that are going to help our learning be a little bit better. So I knew that I really loved the Montessori style of learning since my kids had already gone to Montessori school. And in other podcasts, I've talked about learning what the different homeschool learning styles are. So I'm a little eclectic. I think I've mentioned that before. And so I do Montessori hands-on learning Also, I love Charlotte Mason, Um, and then I have some traditional ways of throwing some things in there as well, but when it comes to the Montessori, I have a lot of experience with spending a lot of time in a Montessori classroom already, so I wanted to be able to take that and bring that to my home. So what I did was I found that I needed to have one space where that primarily was in that space because having it sort of like all throughout the house made it a little confusing I thought because even though we utilize our whole house at times to learn if we want to be comfortable you know a lot of times over the winter we'll we'll curl up by the fire to do our reading and our lessons and our learning because the kids love to be by the fire and it's cozy and it's comfortable sometimes we're at the dining room table um, other times we're sort of, you know, on the floor, just um, gather together in the living room. So there's just different spaces. But I thought I needed to create there to be one room that sort of represented the classroom. And that's where their main things are. And other moms have said that another important thing to do is the room where you're going to be spending time doing your reading, clear out that room, from all of the busy, loud toys and just create quiet, busy work for the kids to do. Um, Because what I have learned is that my kids learn very well while doing other things. And especially my son, he has to be constantly moving, um, playing with something. And I often would get very frustrated with him and think, he's not listening. But just because a child isn't sitting just looking at you while you're reading, that doesn't mean they're not listening. I've tested this theory on him many times, and he actually retains a lot of information. Now, you have to be very intentional about what are the things that you're putting around for them to be playing with. Um, So I do things more like magnet tiles, you know, coloring pages. um, They can do Legos. They can do, um, you know, building blocks, just anything that doesn't make a lot of noise. And it's usually I encourage them to do one-on-one so they're not together playing where they're talking. They're just sitting quietly doing something with their hands to keep themselves busy um, is fine. 
So I had already done that where I take most of all the toys and they're down in our playroom in our basement. I don't have like a ton of other stuff and I've honestly packed up a lot of our stuff. We have bins of toys that I packed them up because it was just, first of all, too much clutter and they were just things that, um, you know, made a lot of noise or just didn't really bring the environment that I was looking for in the space where we have school. So I kept it very simple. I I have bins. And then what I do is once they're kind of sick of the certain things we have, I'll get the bin out and get other toys. And so they'll have just limited things. Um, and I, I felt like that really helped. So I had already done that, but I felt like when I'm doing the hands-on learning and the Montessori-ish way and the and the different ways that I wanted the classroom to look because there are specific times now that my kids are getting a little older Haley's almost nine and Lucas is seven so especially Haley she can be kind of let loose in a way to do independent work Um, and I love the Montessori style and the fact that it's child-led, so it's not really that a teacher needs to be there telling them what to do every second. Um, so it really, when they have substitute teachers, it doesn't affect the room because the kids already know what to do when they're in that classroom, and they're leading with boundaries. I mean, this isn't like, I, a lot of people say, oh, well, it can't just be like a free-for-all, but it's not. There's specific boundaries that are given, but there's parameters, but then the child can choose their work when they're doing it. Um, and it's very much just child-led. They have their hands-on work they can do, and they just do it. Um, and the teachers are obviously there to help them and work with them. But it's it's a very cool thing. And until you actually see it happening, it doesn't quite make sense in your mind. But I wanted there to be a space that I could tell Haley and Lucas, look, I want you to be learning and doing your challenging work is what I call it. Um, that's not just building Legos or magnetiles or things like that, that now at their age, they need to be doing some other challenging works, taking those things off the shelf and working with those. They're typically the things that, you know, they don't want to do, but they should be doing every day. But once they start doing them, they're excited about it. So I needed to create a space where, I could be able to tell Haley especially and Lucas prepping him to be there too to say, listen, when you're in this space, this is all you can work on. What's in this room? So I purposely don't have the Legos in that room. I don't have the perler beads because then Lucas would just rather build with perler beads, which I love that he loves to do that, but there's also other challenging work I'd rather him be doing during his school time in the independent time. I found that it was too confusing with just telling them, okay, independent time, mommy has to go do this right now. I have to do a lesson with Allie, or I have to go lay Lily down, or I have to go take care of some important things that mommy needs to take care of, and then we'll do your lessons. But I didn't want every single time I felt like I needed to not be with them every second, I didn't want to feel like then they weren't learning. Um, And I thought to myself, you know, how many times did I see these Montessori teachers just being able to like watch the children as they're doing their work and learning, but that it was very child-led. And that's because their rooms were specifically created a certain way. Um, 
So I thought to myself, I need to create a room that's like that, that there's boundaries within that room and expectations in that they can do these things on their own. And there's enough to keep them busy to the, where they're not constantly saying, oh, well, I'm done with that now, mom, I need your help. And then in the meantime, while I'm trying to finish something I'm doing, then I feel like they're not learning. And it's kind of like a waste of time that they can learn and I want them to learn at this young of an age that they can be proactive in their learning and that they need to have to instill the willpower into their to their mindset to say, you know, I need to keep myself productive and busy with learning throughout the day, whether I'm at home or not. And that if we structure, and it's just like working at home, you need to have the specific workspace that you that makes you motivated to be productive. Same with a workout space. It's all about spaces, I have found, that if you have the right space that produces the ease of productivity, has everything you need, makes it easy, um, then then you are productive. So this is the same with the different spaces that I will create for schooling. So what I did was created that one space, which is our dining room. And so I put, I created it with, you know, around our dining room table, to be that space where all of their, the reading wall is there, their hands-on work is there, their work bins are there. Um, and there's plenty of things for them to be doing that I would say to them, this is the classroom now. And it also allows for those boundaries too with my younger kids who maybe don't have to be in the classroom as long as the older two. Allie doesn't have to be in the classroom as long because she's a different age. She's four. But then Lucas is seven and Haley's eight. So they have more time dedicated to the classroom. And so it's nice to be able to say to Allie and to Lily, well, if you're in the classroom, this is the learning space. Then you need to get some challenging work for yourself or sit and do your quiet work. And we establish what the boundaries and the rules are Um inside that space and and a constant reminder of when we're in here it's a quiet place you know we are quietly working and and reinforcing that and and that if they don't want to do that then they're free to go but then they have a playroom area which is in our basement and that's where it's just toys and it's free play zone where it doesn't have to be specifically set up for you know anything as far as learning goes it's just a free play. So now I do have a little bit of a practical life space down there for my little ones, which is like a kitchen and they do cooking and it has like different practical life things. But other than that, typically that's where they can go if they want to play together and they want to be a little louder and be able to jump on the couch or do whatever they want to do down there. That's the space where they have to go. Um, and that the family room is another free zone, but it's a quiet zone because if the older kids are upstairs trying to learn or work, you know, we have to be mindful. So we have different zones in our houses and especially for Haley and Lucas, it's been helping me especially to be able to say, okay, guys, listen, I got to take care of such and such, but I want you in this, this room here. Imagine that there's doors here and this is where you need to be. This is your classroom. The only thing you can work on are things in this room. That's it. And you have to be working um, independently. And I will check their work and I will see what they did. Um, and 
as long as and, and as long as I don't have a ton of things in that room that are going to be distracting or you know things that could get them off course, I find it's helpful to them because when it's all throughout the house, then they tend to get sidetracked by other things that they'd rather do. And they may be quietly playing and be and be quiet and let me get done what I need to do, but they're not necessarily challenging themselves and doing the work that I would want them to be doing per se. So that's been a help in keeping them on track with that to say, you know, you have to keep yourself motivated to be using the work within this space. And and I've talked to them about how there's ways that they can work together if they're helping each other and sort of what the expectations are with that. And so setting those boundaries and and being very consistent with them, it's still a work in progress because I just recently started this, but I'm already noticing that as I'm consistently reinforcing the boundaries, it is getting a little better. And it and I do feel that there's a little more ease in being able to free up other time for me to do other important things that need to be done to give every single one of my kids the time that they deserve. Because as a mom of four, and if you have, you know, multiple children, you can probably relate to this that, you know, your first two kids got things that now it's a challenge to give the other two kids. And then you feel bad because why should that third child and that fourth child not get those things? Because you have these two other children. And I think to myself, but they're old enough that they should be able to independently do their work if I create them the space to make it happen so that I can go free up some time that I'm not babysitting them per se, but I'm giving them the skills to to be the grown-up children that they need to be um, and instilling things in them that's going to be good things for the future, that, that these are life skills that they are going to take with them, that we're kind of starting to shape now in ways that are age appropriate for the future, which are life skills, is, is keeping yourself productive and challenged and motivated and busy versus just wanting to, you know, go lay on the couch or, you know, just do something that's not challenging your brain. You know, these are all things that they can do and there's plenty that they can, and they, and it's interesting because, when we allow our kids that kind of independence, it really is good for them. And and I've seen such a growth in, in my older two, the more I give them that ability to do that on, for themselves, that it's hard as a mother to want to do everything for your kids. That's a huge problem for me. But I realized, especially the older two as they get older and with them being home, I can't do that for them. I can't keep because they can't rely on me all the time. And eventually that's the goal is that they will be independent, self-sufficient. So I need to give them the tools so that they can do it themselves, for themselves. And that builds self-esteem when they do it for themselves and mom didn't have to do it for them. And it also builds our bond a little bit more because it's not like I'm not like forcing them. I'm giving them the tools they need to be able to do it for themselves. So it's been great because then I get the time to be able to... Um, you know, free up little spaces of time that I need to fill in. Because what I'm always doing as a mom, especially, you know, of four children, 
is saying, okay, uh, I see that something's missing here. I see that there's a need that one of my children has that I feel really important is really important for them to have. So how can I find the time or the time of the space of time? What can I take out and maybe revamp so that I can put that in its space. Like I'm always kind of like filling spaces because I know I only have so much time in a day and something that we tend to do is think that we can, you know, do a lot with the same amount of time and we know we can't do all of that in that chunk of time. So we set ourselves up to fail. And so when I've gone through many planning, um, you know, learning about planning and scheduling and use of time, all of these things that um, I've taken classes and perfected for our business, I'm realizing has really been huge in being a parent because I know I can't set myself up for failure and then I'm upset all the time. So I know that I can't just say, oh, sure, I'll add that to my day when it's like, no, I'm not going to be able to get that done. So I need to look at those chunks of time and say, okay, I need to put this in here. So what am I going to take out and how can I make it work to take that out? And that that is still being, it's not being pushed to the wayside, but then this other thing can go in its place. And so that's sort of what I've looked at is lately my four-year-old has some needs that I feel like she deserves to have given to her, but it's a challenge because I have two older kids at home and I have a responsibility to educate them and to provide. So I can't take that away. So being able to structure our a room that provides this and have boundaries and allow them a little bit more independence to and tools to do things for themselves, they're still learning and being challenged on their own within this space where then it frees up a time slot for me to say, well, while they're independently doing that, and so they're still getting what they need over here, now I'm going to put in this slot some time for Allie, that mom's going to go do something with Allie because she needs that and it's important for her. And But yet I feel like my older two kids are still learning and then we'll structure our day that way to make sure that everybody gets what they need, but we have those little slots of time. So this has been really key for me in um, being able to provide that for them and feel like I'm still getting the effectiveness of the day checked off. Everybody's getting what they still need, but now I've gained a little bit more time that I can go do something else instead of micromanaging them, which at the end of the day really isn't that great because I don't really feel like I should be micromanaging them with that. You know, I just need to be consistent with giving them the tools to be able to have a part of their day where they can do that for themselves. And like I said, I'm already seeing really big growth with that, um, with especially Haley, that she's gaining some independence and self-esteem, um, within being able to do this. And and it's really cool to see some of the things that she's chosen to work on that are not even things that I would have thought to tell her to do, but are, are very, very important things and ways that she did it herself that I'm like, wow, I mean, there are different ways of learning. And it, it helps me to be able to see how she learns and how her brain works because she's leading in that time and I'm observing. 
instead of me being the one showing them how my brain works and teaching the way my brain works, and then they have to retain it that way, it allows for there to be that child-led part of things that teaches us who they are, how they learn, how they see things, how they would do things to where we're kind of like giving it to them in a way and just saying, show me what you got with this, you know? So it is, it's very interesting to watch it happen that way. And um, it's been very helpful. So I wanted to share today just a little bit about that because I know if you're a homeschool mom or even thinking about homeschooling, I talk to a lot of people that would love to do it. They're just so afraid to do it. Um, and so, you know, if you're listening to this and you have somebody that you know is struggling with that, you know, this might be a great resource. If you do homeschool and you're feeling a little like just overwhelmed, just know that that's normal. I've totally felt that way at times, like this is not going to work. But then I've realized if I structure things and there's like little tweaks you can make, like it makes all the difference in the world. So um, I hope what I shared today was helpful. Um, Like I said, I always love to hear from you guys as well because I'm still learning too. But boundaries, creating that one space that has a intentional purpose with just what you want them to be working on, um, boundaries of what amount of time they have to be in that space, you know, obviously managing it. It's helpful for, helpful for the little ones too. And, you know, it allows for, you know, there to be spaces for everybody to go for when they want to do certain things. Um, and it frees up a little bit of time for you because, you know, as a homeschool mom, you know, it's definitely a challenge sometimes having to continue to do all the other things that you would need to do during the day on top of, um, you know, educating your kids and doing all of that as well. So it's uh, ebbs and flows. It's finding systems that work. It's really managing your time, treating it like a business basically and you know, trying to run it in the most effective way that's going to work for everybody. Um, And so as I navigate through this, that's at least what I have found is working for me right now to help give me a little bit more time to um, allow them that independence. So until next time, this is In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne, and thank you so much for listening.